No. But ding dong, the witch is dead. Anyway, we are back. <laughs> We're going to try and keep it in line this week. Yeah, we are going to nail this. Yeah. In fact, it might be our most professional, our most fantastic, mm. our best. I'm trying to use stupid pejoratives like a former person that we used to have to listen to. Yeah, keep going. I feel good about it. I'm psyched. <laughs> we can finally bring back extreme terms without feeling like trauma. Right? Anyway, this didn't start off as professional as we meant it to. Oops. I mean, fuck it. It's just really not our thing. It's not our brand, you know? If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Hey, did you notice the first time around watching this that it was Ozo Motley playing? No. The band? I didn't notice that this time around either. I was so impressed. I was like, huh, shit. I've been to an Ozo Motley show. Wow. Mm -hmm. They're a lot of fun. It seemed fun. And I did think to myself that this is the first time we've seen live music. And they like clearly spent some time on the camera work filming the band. Yeah. It wasn't just some background, no nonsense, whatever. No, no, no. It was Ozo Motley. And if you ever get the chance to go to an Ozo Motley show, we're going. Okay. They like come out into the audience. There's Everybody's dancing. Everybody's salsa dancing. It's not one of those like bullshit, like everyone just watches the stage sort of shows. Mm. So good. That sounds fun. Maybe I'll get some pink hot pants. See how hopeful we are? God, will this the world episode, ever return to normal? This episode is so hopeful. Well, it's not. I was going to say, it's not. <laughs> no, that was a wrong statement. <laughs> we are hopeful for Carrie. I think it ends hopeful. Anyway, let's go back. Uh, in this episode, we're going to talk about some salsa. We're going to talk about some single ladies. And we're also going to talk about Bradley Cooper. Yes. Let's do it to it, honey. Um, let's really quick, Britt, talk about something super exciting. Sarah Jessica Parker broke the internet. Yes. When she announced that there is a revival of sex in the city. But the bing! Do you feel trendy? Because I do. Uh, I think everybody is welcome for us manifesting this. Yeah, it was definitely us. Uh-huh. We, yeah. Yeah. We wouldn't have called. We have a big poll. We have a lot of listeners. Some of them are in Paris. <laughs> or France. We if you guys where. are listening to this, you guys are the <laughs> coolest fucking people on the planet. Clearly. You knew it was cool before it was cool. Yes. You knew it was coming. And by the time this episode, we recognize that this is no longer breaking news because we're ahead in recording and when this airs, it won't be. But maybe it'll be news to you, listener. And mm-hmm. we are pumped. We're ready. We are going to watch this the short series and... Oh, absolutely. And report on it. It might be in between a season, but we'll figure it out. It will be interesting to see. And we'll get more into this as like more show details come out and we get closer to air date or whatever. But Sarah Jessica Parker has gone on record saying that um, the lack of diversity within the original Sex and the City series feels tone deaf and wouldn't survive today. Oh, man. Yeah. So I'll be curious to know if in this reboot they kind of work on that a little bit that would be amazing right right um but also listeners in case you live not on the internet unlike us uh <laughs> kim cattrall is not joining so i'll be curious to see how they 
write Samantha out of this. I think it's supposed to be like eight episodes. It's not like a ten. Huge, ten. Okay. I have a theory. Okay. Is it cancer? I think they're going to kill her off. I think they're going to meet back at the funeral mm. and that's what's going to bring them back together. That seems, yeah, that seems very plausible. So tears, lots of, lots I of feel tears. emotional thinking about that. I know. Let's stop talking about <laughs> it and talk about this episode. Yes. Way back in season two, episode four. They were just a, some bright, fresh, young faces. Yeah, Maybe not so bright and fresh for Carrie. No. But they start off that way at the Salsa Club. Yeah, they looked great at the Salsa Club. Did Interesting clothing choices for everybody involved. I liked the pink pants. I, I'm into it. You would. <laughs> <laughs> so the episode opens up at a Salsa Club. All four of them are single at the same time. That is a milestone, I feel like, in most friend group lives. Right? Like, when I think back in my 20s, we were rarely ever single at the same time. It never happens. And when it does, it's super fun because everyone's down for everything. Even Charlotte was taking shots of tequila. I Charlotte peer pressured Carrie to stay longer. I know. <laughs> so the club owner comes up to Samantha, wants a dance. She yeah. says no, which I'm super proud of her. I know. So she's with the ladies and all of the ladies are like, the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I would not care if a friend of mine went for a dance with a guy at a club. I don't want her to spend the entire time with him. Right. But if she wants to go dance it up, that's cool. Yeah. But I think that worked out well because he still gave her his number. And like that to me was a good exchange, the right kind of exchange. Yeah, for sure. So Carrie wants to leave because she is being photographed for the New Yorker. New York Magazine. Oh, New York Magazine. Mm -hmm. uh, single and fabulous. Yes. Single and fabulous. Yep. Trying to make sure you're not going to curve yourself up at the end there. <laughs> uh, but she gets peer pressured into staying. I would go home. You have to go home, right? I mean, you're going to look like a... I mean, you're... Never mind. You're going to have a hair and makeup team there, right? So I guess I mean, keep I drinking tequila. I think that's tequila. what she thought. So Carrie's a trash bag. Yeah. She stays up all night. And decides that in order to look like she hasn't stayed up all night, she's going to stay up all morning. That there is so dumb oh i'm sorry God. to interrupt you that is so fucking dumb <laughs> and i'm literally about to say reasonable logic i stand with it <laughs> let's try it <laughs> see who looks better uh i there's definitely i mean have you the mornings when you wake up and you've literally had an hour and a half or two hours of sleep and you're kind of like am i still drunk yeah uh, it's easier just to keep going and start shoveling that coffee and be like, I can't, I'll fall later. Later I'll fall. It won't be now. But then she fell soon. And that was problematic. She probably should have just kind of kept a buzz mm -hmm. through the whole thing. Probably. Because mm -hmm. she's single and fabulous. But she's late. Stanford is pissed. Yeah. His new boyfriend's pissed. So unnecessarily angry also if they're doing a full uh, i got the impression that it was like a full shoot for this uh single and fabulous not just carrie mm -hmm. so wouldn't they have had other people to work with like would they have noticed she was as late as she was unless she was like the last person kind of thing she might have been the last person though i also couldn't believe it like knowing that carrie had shown up late i didn't feel like she was quite apologetic enough i also she started smoking and is like is it cool if i smoke and then like wants coffee but then gives stanford a dirty look when it, there's only decaf left and it just the whole thing i was like okay diva 
Well, because she's the worst sometimes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. But we still love her. Anyway, so they're taking test shots and she thinks that she's going to have hair and makeup and that's where we leave her, right? They're just mm-hmm. taking test shots and we move on with the show. So they are now the next day. They're walk running with Charlotte. Power walking. Power walking. Miranda and those arm movements is so funny to me. Okay. You know what's funny to me is seeing Carrie's nipples. Like the bitch got boobs. Mm -hmm. And anybody with boobs know that if you're going to be power walking or any kind of like quick movement. Jiggle, jiggle. You got to tape those boys down. (laughs) And I was like, wait. You're not wearing a bra while power walking? What is happening here? And she's smoking. And she's she finishes her cigarette on cigarettes on it. But they come across Miranda, like an old flame of Miranda. Who has run the marathon five times. Yeah, that's nuts. And he's kind of into her. He like wants her to engage and she doesn't engage. And as soon as he runs away, because he's like, You have my number, call me. As soon as he runs away, she lets us know that she fakes orgasms with him Mm -hmm. and that's the reason why she never called him back yep because she had done it twice in a row and then decided that it wasn't worth it charlotte doesn't understand this yeah charlotte's on team fake it apparently charlotte doesn't like orgasms (laughs) i don't charlotte has not yet learned to champion herself she's still in please men mode of Mm -hmm. her life Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. on the way home from the power walk she goes to pick up cigarettes, the huge, and she sees her face on the magazine. It's so bad. Dark circles, cigarette. In They've her also hand. lowered the saturation, so it's like mm. kind of like it's not black and white, but there is certainly not liveliness to it. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Her hair looks limp and damp. It's one of her test shots, and she just looks fucking haggard. Haggard. Yeah. I would be mortified i would truly i think she handled it better than i would have this is like when your friend posts a hideous picture of you on instagram (laughs) okay i don't think it's quite the same as that but but like on steroids yes okay yes like that feeling that you get when you're like oh how could they (laughs) but this is the entire city is looking at this and it's so bad i mean it's actually a really wonderful photo and like new york mag has the red red outline and the red font with it and it's like it's a great cover it's a powerful cover actually Mm -hmm. it's just not the kind of reflection you want for yourself and that's basically what it because she walks into breakfast with the girls and is like single and fabulous question mark they said exclamation mark what is this? I would be mortified. I would probably drive around and try and purchase as many as I could so that they weren't on shelves. I can see you doing this. <laughs> I just wouldn't leave the house for a month. Yeah. Which even- now I know I can do because I haven't left the house in so long. <laughs> so I'd be successful. Yeah. I wouldn't have even gone. I wouldn't have even even gone to this cafe. I'm like, you guys have to come over here. And this is an emergency situation. Yep. No one can see me in public. The article is all about being single like is it the life that is it that life that we saw in the in the salsa club at the beginning Mm -hmm. of the episode or is it desperate and cold and dark and dreary all of the negative words yeah and this is where all of the characters are they're definitely like they're coming in as a support system for carrie but they have some doubts in their head now right 
this is not just a reflection on Carrie. It's a reflection on anybody essentially their age and single. And yeah, you start to really wonder what it means to be single. Now, I haven't been single in a very long time. You haven't been single in a very long time. So maybe it's not fair for us to talk about this. If any of you out there have any insight into being in your 30s, 40s and being single, write in and and tell us about it. Yes. I can imagine. I can imagine. I would be so nervous to jump back in the dating pool or to be. No, you know what? I wouldn't be nervous to be by myself. I think I could probably handle that pretty well. I used to go to on like dates with myself, like go to restaurants mm-hmm. or go to a movie or whatever. I think mm-hmm. I would be fine with that. But I think jumping in the dating pool, I wouldn't even if someone came up and asked me for a dance, I don't I think I'd just panic, throw yep. up and <laughs> run away. <laughs> yep. So anyway, um, OK, so after this cover comes out. All of them jump into relationships except for Carrie. Right. They all try to couple up somewhere. Yeah. Samantha goes back out with the salsa club guy. Mm-hmm. That turns into an interesting wee moment where he's like, I'm getting, a, I like the Hamptons. Do you like the Hamptons? I'm getting a house. We could spend all of summer there. And like, then they started to have the discussion as what a wee person is. I know you'd be into that. I think I'd be fucking great at living in the Hamptons. You would fake it for the Hamptons. Oh, I would. <laughs> 100%. You know, I'm currently dating for love, but if anything goes south here, we're moving into money, man. <laughs> we are giving love a kiss goodbye and we are moving into the fake it round. We gave love a try. Yes. Didn't work out. Exactly. <laughs> so in that case, let me be not loved in the Hamptons. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Miranda calls no orgasm guy. The eye doctor. The eye doctor that doesn't know where the clitoris is. <laughs> and Charlotte pairs up with her neighbor, the out of work actor, because the he knows how to fix man. things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this, I think, is the is the Charlotte situation, I think, is the worst situation. Because at least like. No, Carrie's ends up being the worst. With well, Bradley Cooper. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. But of the three, of the three okay, of these sure. that we're talking about right now, I think Charlotte's is the worst. Only because samantha is attracted right that's like some actual dating that could be happening there right um miranda did go on dates with this guy so she was attracted to him and he is super nice yeah he seems like he could be really great if he could figure out how to work the clip even later when he's like oh it figures out that he puts on his glasses yeah sits back and is like okay yeah when he realizes that he hasn't been making it happen he was like i am no charity case and he went to work Mm -hmm. he couldn't make it happen but he was he was so ready to like put in the work. It was so good. But Charlotte's just like she's not even like into him. No, she get, definitely gets roped up in the idea of what could be, mm-hmm. which I've done. I once went out with a guy fully knowing like he had reached out to me on one of the online dating apps and fully knowing that he was going to Ibiza um, in a couple days. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, well, what the fuck is the point? And even and he was kind of like, I don't know, let's just have a drink whatever and we had an incredible date we had so much in common despite the fact that like our music tastes were different but we were both in music journalism at the time we were both like really and i was just like oh my god is this my soulmate going to work in ibiza for a year Mm -hmm. uh and i for a while was like what if and i feel like her shitty out of work actor who's gonna go be on a uh days of our mormon live sitcom yeah was kind of her like oh 
but what if? Sure. Ish. And he's cute. And he's cute. And he's capable. Yeah. Sometimes you want cute and capable. Mm, a man with a power tool. Anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> just had a moment. I did not. <laughs> uh, power tools do nothing for me unless they're rabbit shaped, of course. <laughs> Get it? <laughs> okay. Um, so they're all faking it. I like Miranda's line where she's like, it's not the clitor or it's a clitoris. It's not the Sphinx. That's <laughs> <laughs> probably my favorite line in the whole show. That scene with Miranda is so painful to watch as a woman in a heterosexual relationship because, you know, later on, spoiler alerts, later on in the series, there's a couple little like step overs into the lesbian world to see what's going on there kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, but in this moment, we're definitely focused on the idea that this dude, he's like, well, every other woman's always came. And she kind of looks at him and he starts to like wonder has every other woman always faked it? I know he's going through the list in his head. I feel it's, so bad for this guy. <laughs> but the worst part was like, whether you, maybe this is controversial, whether you come or not, I'm usually at least enjoying sex, right? Mm -hmm. Like, and so in that scene, Miranda is just deadpan staring at him. Well, she, she had to stop, you know? I know, but there is a part of you that should at least like be enjoying it, I would hope. Well, I mean, maybe she wasn't enjoying it. It's true. Yeah, it was a hard scene to watch. <laughs> and this is a perfect time to get into getting dirty. That's right. We're bringing it back. I know. Have you all missed us bickering? No, because that hasn't gone away. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Um, For those of you who are uh, new to Funky Spunk. Go ahead and re-listen to all of our other episodes. Each of us will get one minute <laughs> to debate our side. And today we're going to focus on the central topic of this episode. Should you fake it or should you not fake it? Uh, after the one minute, each of us will be able to ask the other a question. And then you, our listeners, will be able to decide on social media. You can vote for who you think won. And I want to know your fake it stories. All right, here we go. So Britt is going to be debating that you should fake it. Yeah, baby. And I say no way. No faking. Of course. Of course you do. So here we No bullshit. <laughs> here we go. One minute on the clock. Britt. Okay. I'm ready. I think that there are many times in life where faking it is critical. And sometimes when it, referencing Miranda's situation, it is important. Uh, Carrie brings up a good point about like, well, how do they know if you're faking it? But there are times where maybe, maybe you're like being jackhammered and you're not here for that and just need to speed that along <laughs> or the very sympathetic partner who is like i just i'm gonna wait for you i'm gonna wait for you and you're like it's fucking fine it's not gonna happen okay it's just not gonna happen <laughs> so yeah fake it that's great and as we've already mentioned earlier um is if this love runs out or something happens to this love i will be moving for money in which case that is a gigantic fake it right <laughs> melania cannot possibly find trump tolerable like she's just a really good actress anyway uh my time is nearly up and my last statement is just gonna be there's a reason fake it till you make it exists in our world your love life is why you think you should fake it so that maybe in the future you can fake it to get a mansion in the hampton okay no no okay no no that's, that's not my not question what i said that's that not is not question. what i said <laughs> also we have to do your side yeah. first yeah for sure for sure Okay. Okay. Are you ready? Would you like to tell me about how you should not fake it? Yeah. Okay. Well, go. Okay. <laughs> I don't think that you should fake it because I don't think that 
it moves your story along as quickly and efficiently as it needs to happen, mm. whether it's orgasms or it's or professionally or in a friendship. Don't bullshit that. Like talk it out and open up a line of communication about it because that is going to make your it's going to enrich your experience a lot more than mm. a couple of uh, fake oohs or ahs. Now, you might think from my pink hair <laughs> that I do like to fake things. And <laughs> I guess that can be argued as well. But in I think in something as important as your orgasm or your friendships or your professional career, I think you need to be genuine and not fake it. Okay. And I feel good about that. All right. And I'm ready to ask me to ask you your question. Sure. Okay. If you, how do you build the path to that genuine ability to have that open line of communication without establishing some kind of fake it? Like I think of jobs in the first instance where sometimes you say, yeah, I'm an expert at Excel. Fucking nobody's an expert at Excel. We all Google that shit all day long, but you're not going to get the job if you say no. And I think, you know, you're not going to continue having great possible good sex if the first few times are like so terribly faked not, or not faked. Sure. Um, How do you tell the dude he's a jackhammer that soon? I think the important thing is <laughs> your word usage, maybe not using jackhammer mm, well, as the phrase. I think that uh, I am not cement walking in and and if someone says, are you uh, when you, do you know Excel? Don't jump in with the fuck. Yeah, I'm an expert. I can rock this shit, Jack. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe, you know. So what you're saying is don't fake it, but like subtly lie. No, 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 not lie. I misconstrue. I'm no, that is you're putting things in in my mouth. (laughs) I'm not saying that. I think that it's easy to be genuine and tell the truth if you are delicate with your words and, and know your audience in a way that won't put them put up boundaries with you, whether you're talking about orgasms or Excel, talking about in a language that won't be intimidating to them, you know, and and, and admitting that you are not an expert. I wouldn't use expert if you're not an expert. I would say I'm excited to jump into Excel and I'm really good at, I have no idea what the fuck. I know. As soon as I said Excel, I was like, this is the wrong audience for this joke. <laughs> I have no idea. I have no idea. But I would just be like really excited about jumping into it, just being genuine that you're, you know, I wouldn't, if they're not going to put it in your mouth that you're an expert, I don't think you have to come right out and say it. I'm going to go ahead and let the listeners know that Zimmy does do this in real life. We will be setting up the podcast room and I'll be telling her something really exciting or a really important thought. And I'll probably be a few minutes into things before she stops what she's doing and looks up at me and says, I heard none of that. <laughs> And there are times where she insists on me retelling the story. And I'm like, this is where you should have faked it. It wasn't an important story. But I don't want to fake it with my, maybe you Ugh. were saying so. I want to hear you. I, want I was you meant to, to argue the side. I like have convinced myself further and further how much I am pro faking it. I want you to feel seen and I want to be truthful with you. So I would rather say I have not been paying attention for the last 45 seconds. Would you repeat that? Then it's never 45 seconds. It's usually around three minutes. Yeah, th- maybe three to five minutes, whatever. I'm in the zone. But I want you to know that. And I want you to feel, know that every Every time I'm telling you something that it is genuine Mm. because I don't want to get caught with my pants down. I don't want you to call me out on something later and be like, well, fuck Mm. and feel terrible about lying to you and have my blood sugar drop. (laughs) So (laughs) 
<laughs> that being said, my question for you, have you ever been caught in your lie and your faking? And how, how did you handle that? I have to think about this for a second. Sure. Have I? I mean, I definitely don't think so. I would say that there's probably a line in the sand between faking it and a lie. Because I think like, especially when I think about jobs or the partners that I have faked it with, they're short term, low risk situations. So like saying I'm really great at Excel, whether I have to Google it or not, my employer has never figured out that I like actually have to Google how to do a VLOOKUP anytime I need to do a VLOOKUP. I know that's over your head, but they suck. I have no idea what you're talking about, but I can, <sighs> so what you're Googling saying Googling it every time but, is that so, you have been able to pull it out when you need to. Yeah. You have confidence. Because it's confidence not like a full fledged to... lie per se, mm-hmm. like faking it in the bedroom. You know, there are ways once you start having that better sexual chemistry, there are ways to say like, hey, this or what if we tried this or I would like to bring this in and like start to massage it back to the point where your orgasm can become a priority. Mm -hmm. So you feel comfortable faking it if you know in the future that you'll eventually get there. Yes. Okay. It's more like I can see that. Yeah. It's more like. You know, I can't make a good analogy for this. No, I, I hear I you. Get, I hear yeah. you. Yeah, I hear you. That was good. That was a good argument. Uh, but enough from us. You guys tell us who you think won this argument. It is going to be on our Instagram at Funky Spunk Podcast. And tell us if you faked it. And, you know, now that I've talked about Excel as much as I have, I do want to know how many times you've said, yes, you were proficient in Excel and have no fucking clue how to use it. Yes, let's talk about Excel some more. Are you talking about the little, like the little Google sheet, like the boxes with the numbers? Yes, Zimmy, <laughs> I am talking about one of the most powerful u- daily used programs in technology history. Yes, that is what I'm discussing. Okay, fun. Let's move on. Super sexy content. Okay. <laughs> I work in tech. There's a lot of people that like this. Excel fetishes. <laughs> There are people, there are whole TikTok categories around spreadsheets and how good they can look. Uh, uh, a lady, Clearly you haven't gone a down A lady that path on the on streets TikTok. and a freak in the Excel sheets. Yes. <laughs> <sighs> anyway. Um, well, we are going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. listener we love pretty things do you i bet you do our newest sponsor is reverie floral a custom floral and design shop located in denver colorado the shop focuses on large events and weddings and rad floral installments reverie's a big fan of us we're a big fan of you so obviously this is a match made in flower filled heaven check them out at reveriefloral.com or on their insta at reverie underscore floral and revel in the pretty with us Steno Denver, you heard us talk about it. Uh, They are one of our major sponsors, but I want to take a moment to tell you why we actually are here. Because we love it. It's the coffee. It is truly the coffee. I show up every day for the coffee. Yeah, we've been all stuck at home. We get to come here every day. It's super clean and safe and... It's a nice way to get out of your house while still being productive. Uh, I get to interact with people in a way that I haven't interacted with people in so long. Right. Get some get some stuff done. He's got a keg. Yeah. 
I like drinking and I like coffee. If you guys are looking for a co-working space, check out Steno Denver and our listeners get two free weeks of Which co-working. It's pretty dope because you would be co-working with Zimmy and I. With us. Do you guys want to be our best friends? You want to be best friends? Please. We can be best friends. All right. Check Steno Denver out at stenodenver.com. And use the promo code FUNKYSPUNK. is a trivia section and we're not really competing against each other this season but it's still super fun and maybe we can all learn something so Britt take it away okay these are not easy questions because you never ask easy questions yeah and you still won last season and I'm still bitter I know let's all remember that okay question number one the time it takes for a woman to orgasm varies from it's not happening to I don't know when it's gonna happen on average how long does it take for a man to come I'm going to say four minutes. Okay. Final answer? Yeah. It's seven minutes. Mm, That was going to be my next one. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm, Well, you still got it wrong. Uh, I mean, it only takes me four minutes. (laughs) But um, bump. (laughs) (laughs) She's the classic bathroom quickie, (laughs) y'all. Very sweet. Uh huh. <laughs> All right. Now that we're going to take Zimmy banging on a bathroom counter out of our minds. Uh, <laughs> question two. Darren Starr pitched Sex in the City to two different networks. It's HBO. And who was the second? Cinemax. Is that your final answer? Mm, CBS. Is that your final answer? Mm, stars. Is that your final answer? Sure. ABC. Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, family? Uh Uh-huh. Oh, dear. (laughs) ABC at the time was looking to have... uh, Darren Starr had just had a bunch of successful runs with Melrose Place and Beverly Hills 90210. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And ABC was looking to get a little on the saucier side. They were going to keep the name Sex in the City, but there was definitely not going to be the level of freedom that he would get at HBO. I don't think we would have orgasms no fake or otherwise certainly wouldn't no mm -mm. okay i have a true or false for you it's about our beloved bradley cooper Mm. true or false this was bradley cooper's first on-screen debut he looks super young in it but i'm gonna say false it's true that's the first time he had ever been on screen oh man and it is a rough look for him just a fresh faced (laughs) kid he clearly glows up after that I don't know I think he still looks good yeah but he's kind of like this shitty dude smoking like his character sucks but then he goes on to play all these like romantic comedy and I think he was a smoker oh actually like in real life Hmm. for a while I am completely I have no idea I just (laughs) feel like like, I don't know how I would know that I read this about him somewhere is Sarah Jessica Parker was she a smoker in real life I think so. I mean, I think everybody was a smoker at one point or another. Mm. Maybe not you. Maybe not perfect Brit. Mm -mm. No. But our angelic saint-like Zimmy. I smoked for a long time. (laughs) Too long. Too long. Don't smoke, kids. No. Well, that's interesting. That's such a fun little fact. See how much we learned. Yeah, you got everyone wrong. Hey. (laughs) That was fun. Thanks, guys, for uh, following us on our journey. And stay tuned for the Sex and the City revival. We're going to figure out what we're doing with that. Yeah. We're when on that's it. happening. Yeah. We're on it. And make sure that you go on our Instagram and vote for who won the debate. Yes. Tell us all your stories. We love hearing other people. Oh my gosh. I love when people write into us. 
It is really rewarding. People have been giving us so many good nuggets. So uh, make sure to write into us. Funky Spunk Season 2 is brought to you by A Vague Idea Podcast Network. It is produced by Trash Bag Media and recorded here at Steno Denver. A special thanks goes out to Nate Regolia, Rex Roberts, Bo Hughes, Defenestrate, and the wonderful people at our local liquor store that always sell us booze with a smile. Are you okay? If you have questions for the show, follow us on Instagram at Funky Spunk Podcast or email us at FunkySpunkPod at gmail.com. We will chat with you next week. Bye-bye.